Welcome back to another edition of the Edge Podcast. Publisher Brendan Slaughter joined, as always, by my recruiting analyst Jared Hallis here for BeaversEdge.com. We're back. It's another Oregon State football game day on Saturday. Beavers hosting the Washington Huskies in their Pac-12 opener. Jared, good to talk to you again. How you been, my friend? Doing well. Excited for uh, excited for this week, man. I've been been enjoying watching some some great football. And uh, ready to do it all over again in a couple of days. You know, uh, you know, we we haven't caught up since last week when we were previewing the USC game. Obviously, the Beavers got a huge win uh, against the Trojans to uh, improve to one and zero in Pac-12 play, three one three and one on the year. And uh, as I mentioned, they'll have their Pac-12 opener against the Huskies this weekend, uh, coming into Research Stadium. Just what are some of your initial thoughts from that win, Jared? I mean, you know, we've obviously covered it. Uh, top to bottom at beaversedge.com from, you know, reaction to the recruit reaction to just everything. And, and it, to sum it up in, in a few words, it was a huge win. It absolutely was. And it's, I hate to say it, uh, but it's kind of like a, and not that other people didn't see it coming as well, but if you listen to last week's podcast, <clears throat> then then you knew that we were, we were fully confident uh, in the team going into that game. And obviously Anything can happen in college football, um, but it felt like Oregon State just had all the momentum and was the better team going into that game, uh, and that proved to be true. It was really, really good, impressive, um, you know, from beginning to end. Uh, I did get to watch a pretty good bit of the game, um, and, you know, I, I loved everything I saw from the defense to Chance to, to BJ to everybody. It was just a, a great, well-rounded, complete game, uh, and I think it's something that the fans have been wanting to see for a long time. Uh, and hopefully it's just the beginning of, of a few of those this season. Again, Oregon State over the Trojans, 45-27 down in the Coliseum. First time since 1960. Still can't believe that, Jared. First time since 1960. Yeah. The Beavers went, to, went down there, got it done. And, you know, to be honest with you, Jared, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with, uh, you know, kicking that streak, uh, you know, down the road. I, I, don't, I don't want any more of that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. And it was impressive because uh, obviously you you went and found that stat. And then when we did our staff predictions the day before the game, you, you, you brought it up again. And you were definitely more accurate than I was. I mean, again, we, we did both predict a win, um, but I had it a little bit closer. I'm not, I, I think you did, too. Uh, I don't think either of us were expecting the game no. to, to be handled in the way that it was. So really just even though we saw the win coming, couldn't have saw that great of a performance coming and just have to be super proud if you're if you're a fan and super obviously super awesome for us to see as well certainly and and I agree with you I believe you know I believe my prediction was to have Oregon State win by three uh, I think I predicted 31 28 so again the 45 27 score uh, a lot more lopsided in favor of Oregon State and I wouldn't say that Jared and I weren't totally confident going into that game because we were we both you know were very confident in Oregon State's uh, ability to win. I just both think we both thought that, uh, you know, the game would just be closer than it was for a variety of reasons. And that's where you got to, you know, tip your cap to Jonathan Smith and his staff. Jared, that offensive game plan was a dissection of that USC defense. I mean, just visceral. I mean, so, so impressive being able to just have and do whatever they wanted all night long. Absolutely. It was, again, Complete performance all four quarters. They played really well. The offense, as you mentioned, uh, just looked amazing. Chance is really starting to, to get the hot 
a hand and, you know, his interception in that game, you really can't even put him at fault for it. It was a kind of like a look like a fade pass into the corner of the end zone and just got a little tangled up, but really played a great game. Obviously, uh, B.J. Baylor's continuing to turn heads like we have said that he would do. And uh, overall, just got to be super excited. Another thing that I like, too, is just how well the chance of spreading the ball. Um, he, he's really dishing it out to a bunch of the guys and, and letting them all have their opportunity and they're responding well. So everything that you're seeing, you've got to like right now. It, it's really good. Well, and more than anything else, uh, Jared, you know, you and I were pretty confident. You know, we talked last week about how Oregon State had you know, the best offense in the Pac-12 coming into that game against USC. We wanted to see it against Pac-12 competition. We can go ahead and take a big green Sharpie and go check mark with that as Oregon State, you know, proved that, you know, what they were able to do with Chance Nolan at the helm against Hawaii and Idaho wasn't a matter of competition as much as it was just the fact that Oregon State's pieces fit extremely well together on offense. They have an identity, a strong run game, uh, a quarterback that just happens to be making all the right plays right now. He's got a moxie in the pocket. The team believes in him. And, you know, uh, on the flip side, we also wanted to see what the defense would, would, would be able to do against the Trojans as well. And to be honest, Jared, if you had told me that Oregon State would have the exact same score in a win that they had against Hawaii, I didn't even notice that 45-27 was the same score as the Hawaii game. And, like, that's that's very impressive to me because I know for a fact USC is much more talented than the Warriors. So that gives me uh, kind of some, some um, guidance, or so to speak, that, the defense has been improving on a week-to-week basis, and I think we saw, you know, against Idaho, the shutout, and then into that USC game, they are getting better on that side of the ball. So, all in all, I, I think a lot of positives to come out of that game. Yeah, one hundred percent. It is super impressive to uh, score the same amount of points, but but hold USC to just twenty-seven. It, I mean, there's still room for improvement there, and that's that's the thing too. Is like now, you know. You get the win. It's amazing. Uh, but as Coach Smith said in the locker room, you know, they're not done. And while there's a lot to celebrate and a lot to be proud of from that game, there is still stuff to improve on. I mean, you can't ask too, too much more from the offense. Uh, but from the defense, 27, as good as it is in that situation, um, you know, there may be games that require more defense. I think I remember this upcoming game, actually, the Washington game a few years ago being a really defensive game. Uh, so sometimes, you know, it's not going to be the offense's day and you're going to need less than 27 points from the defense. Uh, and I think they're 100 percent capable of that. They're continuing to to improve their turnover margin every week. Um, so if they can continue doing that, there's no doubt that they can continue improving. Um, and I, I'm sure that the this staff has, has made note of that as well. So, again, a lot to be proud of so far, but still some room to improve. And uh, I think they're I think they'll continue to put the pieces together in this week's game and throughout. Moving on to or so wrapping up USC again, you can't really quantify how big of a win it was. You know, the Beavers are, you know, really, really kind of, um, you know, detailed in their approach this week. They're kind of like week to week. They're super focused and not, you know, riding on their coattails or having um, the quote unquote let down. And from what I've been able to see from the coaching staff and the players this week, Jared, I, I don't see that from this group. I, I think they're going to come out just as focused. And uh, the intriguing part is we'll get into it a little bit later is this is back to a home game and a game that 
I think we're going to see probably, actually not even probably, we will see the best crowd of the season now. Yeah, I, I put it on the board, and, and I even quote tweeted it when I saw it. But I thought it was so smart. And yes, it was only for, for a few sections in the stadium, but I loved it that, that they were willing to, to knock off the price for a lot of tickets to, to get more butts in the seats. I mean, you just don't see that. You really don't see that too often in college football. Uh, and it's, it was just a beautiful thing. You, I mean, I cannot tell you. When I saw it, I was like, wow, I absolutely love that. And, of course, we talked about the, the humps that people have to go over right now just with the protocols all still being in place and everything. Um, but I, I definitely agree. Um, today's – not today, but this week is, is the week to, to come out, and I, I think we'll definitely see that for sure. Yeah, certainly. And, and, and I think you kind of you kind of stumbled onto something a little bit there, just kind of talking about, you know, kind of you can see by lowering, you know, with that ticket thing that you mentioned by lowering those prices. That's very intriguing to me because to me, Jared, that is continuing. That is the Oregon State selling their vision of. Give this give this team this year, come 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 support this team this year and odds are you won't be disappointed because. I, I get it, and I've said it for a while. Oregon State's really going to have to earn back a big part of their fan base that has chosen, you know, largely to watch games at home for a variety of reasons. You know, these last, you know, six, seven, eight years, largely because the product hasn't been great. But now that you see the product finally turning the corner under Jonathan Smith, this is when that athletic department, they have to capitalize on that momentum. And, you know, like I've said to everyone this week, Get to Reeser Stadium. It's going to be the place to be on Saturday night. 100%. And I think there's a few different reasons for it as well. I mean, you talk about winning the fans back. What better head coach to, to do it than, than a coach who led the team to a lot of success while wearing the uniform? I think, I think if there's anyone who they're going to get behind, it's going to be that guy. Uh, so definitely a great situation there. And not only that, but – When's the last time that, that we can comfortably say, and I don't, know, I don't know what the line is at this point, but when's the last time that Oregon State fans could, could come into this game confidently feeling like this is a game that we should win? Not that we could win, but that we should win. I, you, may, you may be able to answer that question better than I can. A, a Pac-12 game? I, I couldn't tell you. Just watching with you. anybody. Like, I mean, anybody? I mean, Idaho. To, to answer your question two right. weeks ago. I mean, like Idaho, like when, when you walked into that stadium, you're like, okay, this, this isn't going to be close. Right. So you, the Beavers have had a couple of those games. I mean, Southern Utah, Cal Poly, but you're right. When was the last time that you've walked into a PAC 12 game? I'm trying to think, I mean, of Oregon state's PAC 12 wins, they've had to grind for all of them. And so far on in the Smith tenure, it's, it's been a minute, Jared. I honestly, you know, maybe uh, drop us a comment in the uh, comment section here uh, on the damn board, beaversedge.com, if uh, you think there's a, uh, a game worthy. But that, that, that's interesting. That, I'm, I'm not sure about that one. It's been a couple of years for sure. And, yeah, I'm like, that, that, that's, a, that's a bit of a brain, a brain, uh, brain scratcher for sure. I but mean, nevertheless – or go ahead. I, I mean, there's games like last season and the year before, like – let's just say Cal and UCLA and teams like that, for example, and maybe even Arizona and Arizona State where you're like, okay, we've got a chance in this game, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like like last week, for example, where we were like Oregon State should win this game. Oregon State should be the better team in this game, and they were. 
and now it's looking to hopefully be that way again this week. I just I, I don't remember. Am I? I mean, of course, I've not been around as long as probably most people who'll be listening to this. But I, I'm I really am curious to to know when the last time that was. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet at least conservatively the Riley era, uh, probably somewhere in 2014. I would guess they got they got a couple good. I want to say they won two Pac-12 games that year. So I'm sure there were one of them, you know, that they went into that year or 2013, but probably not since then. And that brings up another point as we kind of transition into Washington. Last point before I do, though, Jared, uh, you've got a couple recruiting updates uh, for us uh, to kind of uh, gear everyone up for the weekend. The Beavers going to be having some official visitors. Uh, who, who we got on campus this weekend? Yeah, yeah. You talked about it being an important game, not only because they're, they're going to have hopefully the highest attendance fan-wise that they've had, but couple big official visitors going to be in town as well. Uh, we've got Sam Mason, who's a, who's a wide receiver and, and plays a little defensive back as well at Charter Oak in California. Um, and then we've got Dallas. I don't want to pronounce his last name wrong. I think it's Vakalahi. Uh, probably something like that. He, he plays at West over in, uh, in Salt Lake City, Utah. So obviously two places that the Beavs have a pretty good recruiting presence in. Both of these guys have really impressive offer lists. Uh, so no doubt the red carpet's going to be rolled out this week um, and be sure to, to stay tune on to the website for for updates today uh, and throughout the weekend on these guys I've got a story coming up with Sam Mason uh, where he talks about you know just his excitement to get out there not only that but just to, to brief USC again he was actually in, in attendance for that game as well uh, so he's been able to see some good things um, and you know if you put things together like that back to back it's there's no telling what it can do for for recruits mindset so yes be at the game uh, the recruits would love to see you there, and it can certainly help keep the team good now and, and for years to come. Certainly a, a good reminder to uh, continue to stay locked into Jared's recruiting content at beaversedge.com. Jared keeps us completely up to date on uh, all that stuff. And uh, another good reminder that uh, you can join beaversedge.com free for 30 days. Uh, just head on over to uh, beaversedge.com. You'll see the landing page right on our front page. And Jared, you know, that that's the best way to get involved and see, you know, get in, see what we have to offer premium recruiting content, get on the damn board with your uh, Oregon state friends, talk shop about the beeves. Uh, there's nothing better for the diehard beaver fans out there. No. And I remember when I, when I first came on board as well, I was just thinking like, okay, all I'm going to get from this is, is to be able to read these stories behind a paywall, but it really is much more than that. Uh, it's like, it's like joining a club. Uh, you get you get a bunch of new friends, you get a place to, to talk about one of your favorite things uh, in Oregon State uh, athletics in general, because it's not like we stop after football season. Um, so definitely the right time to jump in right now. You use those 30 days and uh, we sure hope that that what you see in those 30 days will be enough to keep. Absolutely. And again, like I said, make sure to keep it locked to beaversedge.com. It's a good time right now. Oregon State's got some momentum uh, after their three and one start. Again, a big game against Washington uh, this week, and we're going to dive right on into it. Again, the Washington Huskies coming into Reister Stadium this year. Jared, is it safe to say Washington's been a disappointment this year, or do you think that's too harsh given their last two weeks and kind of rising back up a little bit uh I think it's I think it's pretty safe to say <laughs> I don't think their fans would have predicted them to be two and two at this point um right you know uh, obviously the the Montana game is the one that stands out and not that they're not a formidable opponent because Montana is a 
a really good team for for the the division they play in. Uh, so you know you got to give them credit where it's due, but it's not a team that should be should be beating Washington uh, at home. I don't care if it's the first game of the season; it's just not. So you know. I, w- I think it is probably safe to say that they've been a little bit of a letdown so far. Obviously, a huge opportunity for them this week as well uh, to prove that that game was a fluke. So, sure, there'll be a lot of fire for them as well. Yeah, the interesting thing about the Washington Huskies, Jared, is if if, if you kind of been you know talking to any Washington fans or kind of been you know really wondering what's up with the Huskies, the offense just hasn't been there. I mean, you talk about that that opener to Montana, and you know. Like you said, a game you can't lose, but unfortunately, uh, just from you know old experience, Oregon State's been there. They know what the, what that's like, and it's not a great feeling. And you know, credit Montana for coming in, but Jared to be held to seven points at home in week one. I know that was that that was rough. And then then you go to you know week two when they go to the big house and play Michigan, and you know only lose by twenty one, but Michigan ran for like. 380 yards on the ground. Uh, then the last two weeks, obviously, Washington cruises past Arkansas State in basically what was a must-win for them. And then needed overtime to get by Cal this last weekend at home. So far from what I've been able to see and gather from, you know, watching their games and, and kind of going through their stats and whatnot, you know, I, I think this is a team that has talent, but they just haven't seemed to put it together and play – you know, have all those kind of pistons firing on all cylinders compared to Oregon State, who I think is playing their best football right now. If the Beavers take care of business or, or you know, come in and take care of business, I, I think they're going to are going to have a good shot in this one, Jared. I, I completely agree. I mean, the good thing for, for them is that the Montana game did happen in week one. And, and again, you know, Montana is a, a, a somewhat of a formidable opponent. They're, they're not a bad team. Um, and, and as we said at the beginning of the podcast, anything can happen uh, on any given Saturday. So the good thing for them is that they have the rest of the season after that to, to prove that it was a fluke. Um, and, you know, they, they've done all right doing that since then. You know, you, you talked about Michigan and, and Arkansas State and Cal. Um, but to me, if, if they really want to prove it, this is a game that, that they would need to win. And I don't know if I see that happening. You know, you talked about them getting ran all over versus, versus Michigan. Uh, I mean – think Cal's quarterback threw for 300 plus against them last week so what I see is is holes in the defense um and if there's an offense that that can probably exploit that it's looking like Oregon State as long as they can continue to to be efficient and protect football so it's gonna be tough for me Jared this seems to me like the second straight week where for lack of better terms if the Beavers don't fall victim to thinking what the uniforms of their opponents represent, they should be able to take care of business. And it's like last week, I get, you know, going in and playing USC is intimidating. USC is not a very good football. Well, at least right now, they're not a very good or complete football team. And Oregon State showed that in the Coliseum. Washington, you know, I think they're, you know, in a much more complete place. But I I don't know. I think they're still kind of searching for an identity. I mean, you look at, you know, the Montana, obviously the Montana loss in week one and then Michigan starting off 0-2. And, you know, I think being able to get into a couple wins this last week has certainly helped. But, you know, I, I don't think Washington's been overly, you know, impressive. But with that being said, the connections between the two staffs and Jonathan Smith, obviously, and 
his connection to Washington and Jimmy Lake and, you know, his ability to draw up defense, I imagine that Washington will have a really good game plan drawn up for this game and the Beavers might, you know, have to work for this. But I, 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 I do see Oregon State as having the, the edge here in, in this contest simply for the fact that Washington can be ran on and this defense isn't the defense – from two years ago, as you've mentioned, or from three years ago when this Washington defense was just top-tier, elite, you know, one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah, I mean, as you said, it's hard to look at them and see a, a complete team. Um, and, you know, they've got the opportunity to, to prove us very wrong. And it's still early in the season, so all of this could be a bunch of, bunch of hogwash by the time Week 12 rolls around. But as for now... Uh, it, it's pretty easy to see who's looked like the more promising team, um, and it's going to be the home team. So, again, like you said, I, I feel like they've got the edge. Um, it's a big home game for Oregon State, a, a chance to really prove that they're legit. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of analysts and just a lot of people around the country are starting to take notice. So this is a game that people are going to be watching. Uh, not only at Reeser Stadium, but around the country on their television. So it's a game that you desperately need to not lay an egg in. I feel like even if you can keep it really close, and if, even if you don't come out on top, that's respectable. Um, so just can't lay an egg. All cylinders need to be on go. Uh, and either way, you know, I still, I still think, I think they, uh, think they got it. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much with you. You know, I, I think with, with the way Oregon State's just the offensive efficiency, that's the thing, Jared, is like, you know, it's been a while since I've seen an Oregon State offense this efficient, and it harkens me back to 2013 when for a large portion of the season, it didn't matter who the opponent was. Oregon State was going to get their points because they had Sean Mannion and Brandon Cooks. And you know, that's kind of how I feel this year, but so much more diverse and spread out among so many more playmakers. It's kind of like Chance Nolan is kind of the, the conductor of this symphony. And, you know, it's, you know, Anthony Gould one game. It's Treshawn Harris in the next. It's Tegan Quatoriano. It's BJ Baylor. It's Deshaun Fenwick. It's Trey Lowe. It's five consistent great offensive linemen that are playing at a high level. And I just don't think right now that as I look and believe me, I'm looking at the entire Pac-12, you know, kind of uh, schedule that it's Oregon State's got in front of them. Just based on what we've seen so far in the non-conference, it doesn't appear to me, Jared, that anyone in the Pac-12 has like an elite level defense other than maybe UCLA is, 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 is decent, but Oregon State misses them on the schedule this year. So I think if the offense keeps humming, they're going to have a chance to win every game because I don't know if opponents are going to be able to score as much as them. Just just a theory. Well, yeah, absolutely. And as we've said twice now, and, and i say it one last time, it is college football. And uh, sometimes it's hard to keep the, the guys' heads on straight every single week, uh, especially coming after a huge win. So this is where Jonathan Smith has the opportunity, again, to prove that this start that they've gotten to is more than just a hot start. And it's going to be a complete season full of games where, as you mentioned, they, they should be in the conversation to, to win every single game. Um, so it's all about the execution. I think I know who I think the better team is, um, but it's going to be all about who comes out and plays a more complete game on Saturday. 
just to start uh, wrapping up this uh, podcast against Washington, Jared, to put it simply in a couple sentences or whatever you think, what does Oregon State have to do to get this win? Yeah, I mean, pretty much what I just said, just be efficient. Uh, and that that is a point for this game and, and for all of the ones on the schedule. But I think most importantly in a game like this who, who you know, a lot of people may consider it to be a, a trap game kind of thing. Uh, it's clear which team has the momentum uh, and you can't let Washington be a, a big old rock in your road and, and, and stop the, the ball from rolling down the hill because right now, let's just face it, Oregon State's, Oregon State's got full steam ahead. They're, they're rolling down the hill at a pretty, pretty fast pace. Um, so you can't let yourself get going too much. Um, you got to continue to keep the mindset that you've got something to prove every single week. Um, and if you if they do that, if they protect the football and uh, they do what we've seen them do and what we know they can do, then I think that will, will really help them out. Yeah, I have great points. And, and, and I'm actually going to take one of yours a little bit, and, uh, go protect the football and go addition to forcing some turnovers on the defensive side. I think we saw against the Trojans, you know, Oregon State's defense is still not at the level where you're like, you know, go, you know, get a shutout against a Pac-12 opponent. I mean, USC had some big plays. They had, you know, some some big gains. However, they were able to force Keaton Slovis into four turnovers, three picks, one fumble. And you look, that was the difference in that game, was giving their offense more possessions, keeping the USC offense on the sideline. And from what we've been able to see from the Huskies this year, at times, quarterback Dylan Morris can be a little interception prone. So I think if they can get some pressure on Washington's offense, which I think already is not quite fine-tuned and humming at, you know, where they'd like it to be, if you can kind of get that offense down, maybe, you know, get the crowd into it a little bit. As I mentioned, it's going to be a, uh, a pretty good environment at Reeser Stadium. Jared, they're encouraging everyone to wear orange. So it's going to be a big old orange out at Reeser Stadium. It should be a, an awesome atmosphere. And, you know, I, I think if they can get uh, a pretty – big-time environment going in there. The defense could feed off that. I think you could see one of the better defensive performances potentially uh, against an offense that is still kind of trying to put all the pieces together. So I think if Oregon State's defense can can score some point or can force some turnovers, maybe manufacture some drives for the offense uh, in plus territory, and then do what they do on offense. As I just mentioned, Chance Nolan's been, you know, the uh, conductor of – the best symphony in the Pac-12. They've been able to do it all off or excuse me, uh, pass run uh, to multiple people, get multiple guys involved. And the balance has been there. The play calling has been solid the last three weeks uh, from Brian Lindgren, the OC. So I think if they're able to do all that, I, I really like their chances in this game. And uh, I think they'll come out on top as well, but make sure to stay tuned uh, for Jared and I's predictions coming in tomorrow to beaversedge.com. A staff predictions will be up. And in addition to uh, the injury report, uh, Jared will have his uh, starters as recruit story later this weekend. We'll also be uh, talking to Washington publisher, publisher Lars Hansen to uh, hear a little bit more about the Washington Huskies. And uh, uh, in addition to uh, a whole bunch of other stuff coming in uh, before the uh, game as well. So it's going to be a busy couple days at beaversedge.com. It's absolutely the place to be. And as we mentioned about halfway through the podcast, uh, now is the time to sign up. We got a free 30 day promo uh, working on the front page right now. Just go to beaversedge.com and sign up free for 30 days. 
Uh, check out the website, see what we have to offer. Again, check out the premium stories, pre- premium videos we have, and, and so much more in addition to uh, the premium message boards. So it's a good time to join beaversedge.com. The beavers are winning. Uh, Jared, it's it, the optimism around this program. It, it's really been fun this week. I, I, I can't tell you the last time that it's been this much of a positive vibe in conference play with Oregon State. And I can't imagine, you know, I'm the only one. So it's, it's it really has been um, a fun revelation this week. Oh, it's been a blast. I mean, it's probably been my favorite week uh, that we've had, to be quite honest. And I, I feel excited for this team. And, you know, I, I know the fans certainly do as well. And as you mentioned, it's, uh, it's certainly showing on the board and, and all over the website. So come join the fun. Come join the atmosphere. We're going to keep on, uh, keep on doing this and keep hopefully watching this team turn a lot of heads this season as they've already done. Again, Oregon State at Reister Stadium to face the Washington Huskies. Six o'clock Pac-12 Network on Saturday night. I'll be there live from Reister Stadium to bring uh, all the coverage, beaversedge.com. It's going to be fun under the lights, Reister Stadium. Will this be the year that Jonathan Smith uh, finally gets uh, his first win over Washington? Jared and I are thinking yes as of now, but check out staff predictions again tomorrow, beaversedge.com, to hear our complete thoughts on the contest. That'll go ahead and close for this edition of the podcast. Uh, We want to thank everyone so much for listening and uh, hanging out with Jared and I to uh, preview the game. It's going to be exciting. Get to Research Stadium if you can on Saturday. If not, support the Beavs. It's, it's, it's a good time right now, and we're certainly uh, excited to continue to bring you guys uh, wall-to-wall Oregon State coverage. So for Jared Hallis, this is Brendan Slaughter signing off on this edition of the Edge Podcast. We'll be back next week to recap the Washington game and look ahead to Washington State.